If you're feeling stress and overwhelm, do you know that there are ways to build strong foundations to move through that? And simple tools you can even do in the secrecy of under your desk. You can learn these in this episode. You're listening to the Dynamic Women Podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and I have the most lovely Dynamic Woman here, Meredith Dawson. Hello, Meredith. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to have you here today because, you know, in recent events, I I live in North Vancouver, BC. I know you do as well. We have had some kind of crazy stuff happen in our world recently. If you've heard on the news, um, and this is in Canada, uh, if you've heard on the news, there was a stabbing that happened locally. And so not only are we going through kind of the craziness of COVID, but now we're also going through the trauma of this experience And just overall in general, I know listeners, if you can agree, stress, overwhelm, my goodness, these are two, on a good day, two things that still come into play. So I'm glad to have you here, Meredith. Can you share a little bit about yourself so that our listeners know um, what they can expect from you today? Definitely. Thank you so much for having me here, Diane. So yes, I do. I live here in North Vancouver. I grew up here on the North Shore of Vancouver. And I have, I'm a lifelong learner. I have a passion for learning and for educating people. And it started back in my 20s when I moved into the realm and the arena of early childhood education. Mm. And I have been very lucky over the 25 years that I have been teaching to move through teaching young students, to move, teaching our older youth, and to even working with adults. And emotional regulation and understanding our emotional and mental health has always been a passion for me. So what I'm doing now after eight years with our local North Vancouver School District is focusing on the tools and techniques that I can bring to you as a well-being educational consultant. And I like to call myself a well-being warrior because we all can live a thriving life if we have the right tools and techniques to, like you said, support us moving through everyday stress and overwhelm, small traumas, big traumas, all of those things that we encounter as we navigate life. Yeah. Awesome. And I know we've connected through some mastermind groups and other networking things. And so it's just so cool to be able to have you come and share with my audience here. Um, Now you mentioned being a well-being warrior. Now, when did that begin? And what does that even mean? Because you started as a classroom educator. So How did that transition happen and and what does it all mean? It did. And I use the term well-being warrior in my, uh, you know, my personal circles and well-being educational consultant and an advanced EFT practitioner is my actual official title Mm -hmm. as well with my skill set. But it did. My journey began educating young people. And eight years ago, when I moved into the North Vancouver School District, I had the opportunity to not only be supporting my families and my children in my classroom, Mm -hmm. but also the families and children in the rest of our school and my peers in the school staff. Mm -hmm. And what I distinctly started to notice was there are a lot of support systems for our families and our children who have diverse learning needs, IEPs, all of those things. 
But what about our everyday kids? What about our everyday families? What about the teachers who have to walk through the doors, put all, unpack all of their family stuff, leave it in the car if they can, and walk into a classroom and serve our communities with the best of what they have? And back in 2018, I was very lucky to view a film called Resilience, which comes out of the United States. Mm -hmm. And it explores the impact that adverse childhood experiences, and they call it ACEs in the States, have on our future lives and how early intervention is key. So having children and our younger members of society have those tools and techniques so that when they do encounter small traumas, big traumas, over everyday stress and overwhelm, they have a map to be able to navigate those in a really engaging way and in a really simple way, because that's what we want, right? We want something simple. So my journey went from, hmm, if somebody could change this, if we could have more of these resources and, and really richly resource our younger community and then their families and their teachers, it was gonna be me because it wasn't happening. It's happening a lot for our older kids and for our adult section, but it's not happening in the younger years where it is that transformation can be key. Yeah, is important. It's very yeah. important. So that's what I decided to do. And um, COVID was, as much as it has been a trauma and it has been challenging, it was also a blessing to me because my program was going to have to change that I was running. And Instead of trying to modify that and work within an old system, I decided to take the leap, become fully self-employed and mm -hmm. really be able to create the impact and influence I wanted to see in that community and throughout. So yeah. that's what yeah. I'm doing now. And what you do is so needed, so needed. So it's so cool to hear that you started, you know, being an ECE. I actually, I, my Dynamic U program, I've delivered to ECEs and I've spoke at the ECE conference and what an amazing group of people um, who just give and give. And in my background as being a teacher, actually, I know that this is emotional labor showing yes. up at work all the time. Now, as part of the description for this episode that's in the show notes, and also that's where you're going to find all the, the info about you, um, you talk about getting back to breath and, you know, the key to creating a thriving life. So what does that mean, back to breath? Back to breath. That's a great question. So when I had all of these different tools and techniques that I wanted to bring to the table for our community, I had a really fantastic question posed to me, actually at a networking event that we were at together by one of our local business owners. And she said to me, what if you had to just choose one tool? What is that interlocking piece? And it came to me so easily. It was breath. Hmm. It's something we all have. It's something we all share. We all have access to it. It's free and it's powerful because it helps to move blocked energy, emotions, trauma through our systems. Hmm. Because we actually do, when we go through any kind of experience, that causes stress or overwhelm or, or big, big traumas, we actually create emotional memories in our system that act as triggers for our nervous system to let us know whether we're safe and we can kind of move through life and respond or whether we need to react to be able to keep ourselves safe. And so I call it back to breath because every single tool that I use with, within my program is to support you in calming your nervous system and coming back into a space where you do feel safe to process, mm. to be able to move forward and respond over react and thrive over survive. So yeah. that's why it's really cool for me. It, it comes down to a quote I'd love to share with you actually, yeah, please. that I think you're, that everyone here will, once you hear it, you'll understand. 
And it comes from a man named Viktor Frankl. And if you haven't heard of Viktor Frankl, he is a Austrian neurologist. He's a, he was a psychiatrist. Hmm. He was an author of an amazing book called Man's Search for Meaning. And then he also is the, one of the survivors of Auschwitz. Mm. So this is a man who lived over a span of 90 years. And even though he had huge trauma in his life, he also said, you need to say yes to life. And he has this great quote that says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And it's in that space that lies our freedom and our power, right? So you have to choose your response in that space. And in that response, that's where we are ha- find our growth and our happiness. Mm. We don't find it outside of ourselves because then it's dependent on so many external conditions that we have no yeah. control over. Yeah, true. But he didn't allow what happened to him in all the traumas in his life to impact his ability to go within, to get quiet and create that space to be able to move forward with clarity, confidence, and joy is what I like to say. That's what I, how I support you in doing with all these tools. Hmm. Yeah. So listeners, you catching this simplest thing, breathe, yeah. <laughs> breathe well. <laughs> but how, how frustrating, how infuriating is it when you are stressed and someone says to you, oh, just take a breath. Hmm. It's not that bad. Just calm down. How many times a day do we hear someone saying that to us and it triggers us further, or we say it to our children and we know what kind of response we end up getting when we say that to them. And so if you could, a little bit of background, just so that you understand, is that when our bodies are in a stress response, Mm -hmm. it's like a computer has gone offline. The logical part of our brain is no longer functioning. The most ancient part of our brain, the amygdala, has taken over. And it's telling us we need to freeze, we need to flee, we need to fight. We might even need to faint and play dead because we're in danger. We're not safe. But you have ways and tools that we can use to calm your nervous system to interrupt those messages. And then you can move into a space where you can take a breath hmm. and you can heal and you can find a different way forward. Yeah. But in that moment, you can have, you can tell yourself just, just breathe. I just, that's all I need to do right now. And I know sometimes, you know, in, in the night when I wake and I'm like, Oh, I can't get back to sleep. My head's going, I keep saying, just breathe, focus on my breath, come back to simplicity but I know your, uh, the other major tool that you use is EFT tapping, and you've mentioned that. Yes. But what does EFT mean? This is you know, a thing that I learned about um, some years ago, but some people are like, what is EFT? What is tapping? And how does it Im- have an impact on our well-being? So EFT tapping is, is one of the seven tools that I use. And I, oh. I say it's the, probably the most transformational and like central tool that I use because what it allows us to do is have some control over the situation, Mm. right? And it's really interesting because it's a combination of talk therapy, which a lot of us have experienced, but also physically tapping on specific points on our body. And we use the acupressure points. And Mm. the reason we choose to use those is because that's actually the electrical pathways for all the messages that go from our brain to the different parts of our body. So when you think about a stress response, you can move very quickly from having a great day, you have a nice coffee, you're driving along, the sun is shining, and someone cuts you off. And even though you've been having a great day, you might get angry and feel offended, feel endangered. Yes. Yes. 
your body experiences that before your brain even has a chance to process it. Mm. It's that quick. What happens is, is and uh, for people who can't see me who are listening on the radio, I have my palm up and my thumb folded into my palm. And that thumb is the amygdala. Now your four fingers, if they were to curl around and give that thumb a nice warm hug, that's your prefrontal cortex. Yeah. That's your logical brain. But the minute that you go into a stress response or overwhelm, your four fingers flip up, your brain goes offline and the amygdala is only concerned with your survival and with sending those messages that you are stressed and that you need to react, not respond. Yeah. What tapping allows your body to do, which is so beautiful, is it, it's called emotional freedom technique. And what it does is it allows you to calm your nervous system and have a, 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 the freedom of experiencing your emotions without feeling threatened, without feeling unsafe. Or so that is our goal is always to create that safe space. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. what was- I was saying, and to stop us from flipping the bird and yelling some stuff. <laughs> and amplifying the situation. Ah. amplifying the experience for ourselves because we call them in the in the realm of energetic work emotional hooks because by now that that person has driven away and you're still yelling at them and the only person experiencing all that stress (laughs) and all of the cortisol ramping up in our system physically tapping actually physically decreases your cortisol slows your heart rate resets your respiratory rate Hmm. lowers your blood pressure and it resets or interrupts those messages, those pain loops that we get into. Because a lot of the times we can be triggered by things in life and we think, well, why did that trigger me? And it might be something that happened all the way back when you were in utero. Wow. Our bodies remember. Yeah. And so it's an interesting thing. It's a survival technique, but we can use tools and techniques to be able to take control of that response. Yeah. And then we can really gain some clarity around it, which is what allows us to move forward with confidence, which yeah. allows us to embrace joy. Even when, like you spoke to the experience that we had recently here in our hometown, yeah. even though it impacted us so immensely, we can still find joy in life. Yeah. Right. And that's really important. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know if now is a good time to maybe show or explain some tapping. Uh, And for our, our listeners on the podcast, please know that all of our episodes, at least most of them (laughs) I put on YouTube. So you can search for the Diane Rolston channel and subscribe there. And you'll be able to actually watch Meredith do some of this tapping. And otherwise, if you're listening to the podcast, that's fantastic. Meredith will explain how she does it so that you can do it as well. Walk it through. You can also go to my Instagram, Aspiring Thriver, where I have and on um, I have some great videos up there where I am doing tapping. And so you can just insert your own words and insert your own experience. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Or connect with me and I can kind of guide you through the experience so you can take that toolkit with you. Hmm. So yes, let's, it's always a good time to do some tapping. And so, like I said, we have acupressure points and the beautiful thing is, is we have them all through our body. Hmm. So we even have them as small as on the inside of our fingertips. So as you said, Diane, under the desk at work. Yeah, and I car, only knew that because you talked to me about it before. <laughs> I did, I, I, but that's okay. And that's one of my favorites. I call it my magic fingers when I do this with kids and even professionals, because if you're at a staff meeting 
or a corporate meeting and somebody is triggering you, <laughs> you could pop your fingers under your desk and just tap. You can even use one hand and tap on the opposite hand if it's easier for you. And that is going to help to send a calming signal to your nervous system. Yeah, so you're basically just taking that, that thumb and tapping it with each finger a few times and moving through your hand. and Moving doing through your hands. And you may not be able to speak out loud. You might just be in your head going, take a deep breath. It's okay. This meeting will be over soon. I wish I could disagree with them, but it won't be professional. So I'm just going <laughs> to breathe, right? And you're talking to, I mean, come on. Do, we all talk to ourselves. We all want that expert opinion, right? So we talk to ourselves, we turn inward for that guidance and for that clarity. Yeah. So that's one way that we can do it. Like it. We can also tap on all different parts of our body. Mm. And what you'll find is your body will respond at different times to different points. So a really quick run through. We have acupressure points on what we call the karate chop points. So if you can imagine oh, karate yeah. chopping a slab <laughs> of wood, like they love to show on those videos. That fleshy that part is, of your hand. That fleshy yeah, part on the yeah. side of your hand actually helps to take all the scattered pieces of your emotions and your experiences and bring them back into a very centered place in oh, your body. Okay. So that's a really great one to do. And can that's I all you can do. Should we be tapping with all of our fingers minus the thumb? Uh, just two of them, three of them? Does it matter? Whatever you're comfortable with. And I'm really glad that you reminded me of that because there are people especially ones with sensory issues. I find when I work with people who are on the autism spectrum, they may not like the sensation of tapping. So I have people who will rub that spot and that is more oh. calming for them. Oh. So it's all personal. You get to switch it up, right? You find yeah. what works for you. But if you were doing this, if you were tapping, you can tap fast, you can tap slow. Whatever is calming is key. Whatever is compassionate for you because EFT is a beautiful gentle technique it's yeah. about moving your body and i'm talking your mental body your physical body your emotional body into a safe space mm -hmm. so you do what works for you now we can also go through the body points so typically if you were doing a session you would tap on the top of your head okay like where you'd put your hat where you'd put your hat yeah and then you would tap on your eyebrow points just where your eyebrows come in together near the bridge of your nose Okay. The side of the eyes, just by the eye bone, just nice and gently. Like the temple? A little bit further in even. Oh, okay. Just towards the eye bone a little bit. Further in. Oh, yeah. Further in towards your eyes. Okay, yep. And then underneath the eyes is on the eye bone. So being very gentle in that spot. Underneath the nose. So just above your upper lip, that little space in between where you sometimes get that little divot. Mm -hmm. The chin point just below your lower lip. The collarbone point, which is just underneath your collarbones, you've got a lovely soft little place there. And this is a powerful one. This connects to our source of anger. And this can be any kind of thing that can come up. So you may find that this point in particular, a lot can come up for people. And it's a good time for me to let people know that any, any expression of emotion, you might be physically burping, you might find yourself feeling popping, coughing, laughing, all sorts of things. It's all of that energy, that old energy getting out of your system. So we're actually releasing it by doing this. And so having the emotional response, though, because I've had this with acupuncture, 
you have this, you're like, all of a sudden I started crying and I don't know why, or I got really tired or I got really happy. It's just that movement of the energy. And so don't try to explain it or understand it. Just be like, just go with it. Compassionate and kind with yourself. And if you, if you find it getting to be too much, you can pause and you can just go back to Mm -hmm. tapping on the side of the hand or placing your hands on your lap to ground yourself, right? Palms Mm -hmm. down. Now there's a few more spots that I'll just quickly go over. So underneath the arms is actually around the bra line point below your armpits. So if you go down to where your bra line point is, that's what we mean by underneath the arms. That's a harder one to do. It's a bit of a harder (laughs) one. Sometimes people will just use one side. If you can just tap on one side, that's okay too. And then underneath the ribs. And so underneath the arms is actually like a digestion point. So it helps us to digest our experiences. Underneath the ribs is over top of the liver. So we're talking about expelling all of that negativity and those, that, that darkness, right? So you're really getting rid of it from our bodies, to- detoxifying. Mm-hmm. And then the final point is our two wrists together because there are acupressure points in here that actually run down your meridians of energy okay. that help to support your emotional heart space your respiratory rate and your circulatory rate, right? Your blood pressure. So if you are finding yourself really stressed and heightened, this can be a really gentle one just to do because it's going to help to lower those signals and soften them. But like you said, it creates that space. It gives you an outlet for your experience and for your emotions, which are all messages that our bodies need us to listen to. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to invite you Diane, to share something, if you feel comfortable doing this, that triggered you in the last, say, week or 24 hours. And it can be something simple. It doesn't have to be huge. It's it's often my kids leaving stuff on the floor. Great one. Or not. Everyday experience. Or like not getting ready. Where I'm like, really? You don't have your clothes on yet? (laughs) And it's been an hour and you've asked them how many times and they've asked you to stop asking because they don't need to be reminded. Exactly. You can hear I have two, 13 and almost 20. And I still go through those experiences with them, right? So, so that's a fantastic one. So if you are in the kitchen, yeah, and you are like, I have told them so many times, and I'm ready to just walk out that door without them or put them in the car with their pajamas on and forget it, they can deal with it. But you know, that there's a better way. Well, I'd like there to be a better way because I, I snap. Yes. And we, all, we all do, don't we? We all, when stress and overwhelm, we don't have that processing happening. Yeah. And actually, because I've, I've been doing this grief share program uh, because, you know, my father passed away in August and two words that have just been huge for me in having more grace with myself is the words emotional stamina. The idea that we don't have emotional stamina. And so I love what you're sharing because I feel like this helps you to build more emotional resilience. The resilience is key. Resilience is one of my favorite words because we want our children to be able to be more resilient, but we haven't learned maybe how in our time, (laughs) because we are moving through the same school system that from my understanding that our children are where there might be a deeper understanding of some things, but the school system was built in the industrial revolution almost (laughs) 200 years ago. It's a process to get us through to the workplace from the time that we're five which is incredible. And yet the, the, the optics on it and the lens on it is shifting that we need a greater understanding 
of our social emotional bodies. Exactly. Because it does allow us to thrive because we are able to respond. So if you were standing in your kitchen yes, and you've asked your kids a million times and you know you yes. need to be out at the door, I'm going to invite you to just think about or feel, feel where you feel that in your body. Well, when you were saying it earlier, I was starting to feel it right below my ribs in the middle. Okay. So our sternum what we refer to as our sternum. So this is like a, a, a really key area for energy, right? And what's the, what's the sensation that you're experiencing there? Like a sick feeling, okay. like a tightness, a sick feeling. Okay. Like a, like all the energy is coming from me and going like, and festering. Like there. a gripping <laughs> and oh, a festering. Ooh, I love that word. Yeah, like, and then, it, and then it's like, and then pow, like, just like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, do, this, do that. <laughs> snap and explode. Yep. Now, and as you can see, I'm asking you for your words. Your experience is key. So everybody who's listening, it's your words. Yeah. It's your words that matter. It's your experience. Your body needs to hear from you that you are seeing it. You are un- hearing it and you're understanding it because as human beings, that's all we want yeah. is to be seen, heard and understood. And that's my goal with the work that I have is to give people the empowering tools to be able to do that. Yeah. Right. And so we would just start with on the side of the hand, you could go to the side of the hand and you could say, and this is called what we call a setup statement in the world EFT. You could say, even though I have asked my kids a thousand times, and then you repeat it back to me when we're working together. So even though I've asked my kids a thousand times to put their clothes on and pick up their crap. (laughs) and I love that you just inserted those words because even though I didn't have them you knew to insert them to be true to your experience I am ready to snap I'm ready to snap I don't want our day to go this way I don't want our day to go this way I want to be the calm mom I want to be the calm mom and enjoy our day together and enjoy our day together but I can't do that if they're not listening but I can't do that if they're not listening. And I love that you're laughing because already you're getting that release, right? That shift in the feeling. And then you could say, even though I know I don't want to snap. Even though I know I don't want to snap. I can feel that sensation in my sternum. I can feel that sensation in my sternum. It's starting to grip. It's starting to grip. It's festering. It's festering. And it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Right here and right now. Right here and right now. I'm going to honor how I'm feeling. I'm going to honor how I'm feeling. And give myself a minute to process. And give myself a minute to process. Excellent. And then we just go to the top of the head. And you could even not do the setup statements and just go to the top of the head and go, I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. Eyebrow point. My kids aren't listening. My kids aren't listening. Side of the eyes. I've asked them a thousand times. I've asked them a thousand times. Underneath the eyes. Don't they understand we need to go? Don't they understand that we need to go? <laughs> and underneath the nose. And that they can't walk out the door naked. No, they can't walk out the door naked. Chin point. And they can't leave stuff all over the floor. And they can't leave stuff all over the floor. Collarbone point. I'm so tired of asking them. I'm so tired of asking them underneath the arms and every time I do I just get madder and every time I do I just get madder 
and then underneath the ribs and my sternum gets tighter. And my sternum gets tighter. This point, I can feel it. I can feel it. It's going to explode. Going to explode. Top of the head again. And then we just go through a cycle. I'm going to snap. I'm going to snap. And I don't want to snap. And I don't want to snap. Side of the eyes. I just want to take a breath. I just want to take a breath. Underneath the eyes. I just want my kids to listen. I just want my kids to listen. But they're only kids. But they're only kids. And I realize sometimes kids don't listen. And I realize that sometimes kids don't listen. Call it one point. Wow, sometimes I can't even listen. <laughs> there you go. The last I can't even listen. <laughs> exactly. And as you can see, we're unfolding the experience. Yeah. We're unpacking the experience. We're peeling back all the noise and the layers. Because in the perspective of your experience is... I have to get out the door. The kids have to be at school on time. I'll be the bad mom if my kids are late again. If I'm late for that appointment, it will look bad. We have all these limiting beliefs that we have like basically layered on top of our experience. And you know what? At the end of the day, the world is still going to continue on. If we can move forward with more, okay, guys, I need to go. I have things that are really important to me. I can see that you're not ready to pick this up. So that's going to get done when we get home. First thing Mm -hmm. right now, we're putting your clothes on end of story. Like, but you're able to move through it and keep yourself calm. Yes. So that you're react, you're responding, not reacting. And as I love to say with the families that I work with and the teachers, we want to add to the children's calm, not the chaos, because it's not only our expectations Mm -hmm. that we're putting on a situation, we're just ramping up the stress level. Mm, true ramping up the stress ramping up the overwhelm and then it tends to filter down and affect the rest of our day yeah because the next day you might automatically be triggered when you trip over something on the floor (laughs) right we've all been there yeah and I think even if it's in a personal setting at home or a professional setting say that you're about to step out on stage to speak or you're about to head a meeting or you're about to do something that and something happens It can be the smallest thing that can trigger you. You can quickly turn to your smaller tapping points or even like a stream of tapping, a stream of consciousness, we call it vent tapping, turning, opening up the valve on that stress and overwhelm and getting those feelings out of your body. So they are not controlling your experience. Mm -hmm. You get to control your experience. You get to, I like to call it beyond control, consciously create your experience, right? So yeah. that's a really powerful thing that gives you, it takes it back from, to you, how you create your experience in moving through that living room. And I could just picture it, right? Try to get out that yes. front door. And actually what else I've just noticed is that I felt um, a little bit of tension in my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had a big day. I already told you I did a two hour training and then I had a meeting and I've got a lot of stuff after this interview and then a lot of stuff happening. So I was starting to feel a bit of tension in my shoulders and that, and it's, it's eased off a little bit. And see, that's the interesting thing is that the first thing that you might've felt was the sternum and then that might ease off and then energy shifts and it goes to a different place and we suddenly feel something else. And as we work with, like with tapping, I mean, if we were to do an ongoing session together, we note those shifts, we follow the energy mm-hmm. and we just, ex- we, we accept it. We're just, we want to be curious about it. Yeah. We want to be like, hmm, I wonder if I decided to just leave the mess. How does that feel in my body? Oh, that feels a little bit better. That's a more satisfying thought. 
Mm. So maybe I could leave the mess and we could just deal with it later and we could make it a game, right? Life isn't meant to be hard. We're not supposed to be pushing upstream. And when I, I love the analogy of a river. When a river comes downstream and it hits like a log, it doesn't get angry at the log. It just goes around it or it moves over it and it keeps on going. It finds a path <laughs> for its purpose. So if we want to find a path to that front door, we might have to leave the mess, right? Like we have to be like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But in so, any, in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of wrap up a couple of my questions in together. Yeah, you know, definitely. you use these with teachers, with educators. How is this, you know, especially with what's going on right now, how, how are your tools? I, well, I already see how they're relatable. I feel like listeners, you can probably see how all of this can help everyone in every type of situation. And so I'm really curious about what is your hope for the arena of education with well-being programs? And maybe you also want to bring in a little bit about, I know you do um, outdoor stuff with kids. Uh, maybe you want to bring that in a little still bit. Have my, still that. have my, uh, my, my, my foot in the game of teaching because it's my first love. So really, when I think about how I support teachers, I mean, originally my work was intended to just go into the schools and to really provide this programming. Because as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. our schools as we know them, the school system was created back in the Industrial Revolution with the purpose of getting our youngest members educated, informed, through into the factory systems, another system so they could contribute to society. But our society has changed. Our foundations need to change, right? We don't build houses the same way. We know better ways. So we need, we do better so we can be better. Mm. I realized a couple of things that for the foundations to change, there needs to be a trickle down effect because every day our kids are going into the schools and they're with the teachers. And then COVID has done us a favor because it's really shone a brighter light on the cracks in so many of our systems in society Yes, and cracks in the way we were choosing unconsciously to live our lives in a way that isn't satisfying, in a way that isn't thriving and fulfilling so that we can flourish as humans. And so I shifted my focus to supporting the teachers so that when they are feeling more engaged, when they're feeling, sensing that clarity, embodying those practices of self-care, of well-being, of mindfulness, they can then share it with their kids in their classroom. Their kids can then go home and be able to connect on a different level with their families. Yeah. And it, it ripples out. So when it comes to our school system, what is my hope? My goal is that these well-being practices and programs become integral. And it's already started. Like a little bit of hope is that it's already started because back in 2017, when we here in BC at least got a new curriculum and in 2018, it became, it started to be implemented. They started focusing on six core competencies Mm -hmm. and two of those are thinking. And one of those is to do with communication, but the other three are interpersonal and social. And it's to do with personal awareness. It's to do with social awareness and how we impact society. So can you imagine if instead of being those adults that have to go to therapy and suddenly we're spending like a good chunk of our really the life where we want to really enjoy it and be productive and have impact and influence, we're unpacking all the crud that we dealt with when we were kids because we didn't have those tools and techniques. I grew up in a wonderful family, but I have an old school New Zealand parents who grew up in a different system in a different time. It was initially children are to be seen and not heard. Like you're too emotional. All of those things that they say without even realizing the impact it has on how I grew up and perceived myself. Yeah. 
So imagine if we could support our teachers and the higher systems, because I work with in the corporate world as well, where it's like, imagine if we unpack that. So then when we're supporting our younger members coming up, they've got the tools and techniques already to be able to process our emotions, to have a deeper understanding of of their emotional intelligence, which to quote Simon Sinek, are not soft skills like we tend to say them. They're not soft, they're essential. Connection, relationship, what has come to light with COVID, how essential those are so that we can as a community and as a broader society and as a world actually not just survive this experience, but thrive in spite of it Hmm. and thrive through it. And so that, that I would say on a, on a really good place is a really good place to just say, like, to me, if we can start to embody those things, that's going to transform, not just education and that arena, but life as we know it. Awesome. 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 So listeners, you got, you know, the get back to your breath. You've got these tools, the secret tapping you can do under your desk. You also have the tapping process that you can talk through. And, you know, Meredith mentioned she has a bunch of other tools. So go and check out her different social platforms her website, all that stuff. It'll be in the show notes that you can easily connect with her. And there's a gift there for them. If they go to my website, thrivinglifeco.com, which stands for Thriving Life Collective, because I believe we're all in this together. And if you do thrivinglifeco.com and you go to my services, scroll down to that bottom of that page and you'll see your free mini book, which are three simple steps to reconnect and de-stress. And these are things you can do every day, no matter where you are on the go, you can do them with your families and friends and please share it. Because I think if that one little rock drops into the water, the ripple effect is going to be magnificent. Yeah, for sure. Well, I love the vision that you have and the work that you do with people. It's so necessary. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for taking me through one of the processes. That was really cool. I look forward to supporting you further, Diane. It's lovely connecting with other dynamic women like you. Oh, well, thank you. And so listeners, you know, this is, we always have, I always have really great guests on here who are at the head of the game in whatever their expertise is. And Meredith is in that category as well. So check out her stuff and also make sure, you know, share this with someone who you know is stressed out, who you know is overwhelmed, or maybe has some trauma that would need some tools, a parent that is struggling with a child. And as Meredith said in the beginning, just the regular ordinary person, everyone can use this in every type of situation. Trust me, we all get cut off in traffic one day or another. And make sure you hit subscribe and write a review. Uh, Your word gifts in your reviews really help to push me forward and to keep me motivated to be recording such, um, such great weekly material. So until next time, everyone, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.